you for listening to this message from the North Gate. Just going to create an atmosphere. Somebody hear me. We're just going to create an atmosphere for wholeness. We're just going to create an atmosphere where people come in and encounter him, not our brand, not our, not our expression. We go after him and it says that he'll create a place of habitation. We go after him, he'll create a place for a drawing. I'm telling you, yield today. The chess pieces are moving. When Bren came in here and said, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, at one degree, I thought it was physical for us to move. But I'm telling you, the moving pieces are, he's moving things in and out of your life. He's, listen to me, he's moving things around. And if you hold on to it, he's gonna grab it anyway. Listen to me, he's gonna grab it anyway. Because a door cracked is a door still open. And he's wanting us to close some doors so he can begin to open the next dimension of what he's about to do in this house. Somebody needs to hear me. And I'm telling you, it is about the one thing. It started seven years ago in South Carolina about beloved identity and it will remain about that. It is about he is fascinated with you to the point that you realize like the woman, the issue of blood, all she became so fascinated with him that he became fascinated with her and she didn't realize he was already fascinated about her before she was fascinated with him. He's fascinated with you. That's why many of you in here today got swept away. Those that cleared the agenda, when you come into a place like this, He'll snatch you up quickly. So I say, you haven't been able to control yourself since you've been in here. The tears just keep flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. Because he's moving your chest pieces, Sam. And you're allowing him. Travis, you guys are allowing Abba to move the chest pieces. That's why Jeanette and Ed call me after they have a meeting with you celebrating. The freedom, the love, the honor that got poured out on you in here. And he's not going to stop pouring. Look at me. He's not going to stop pouring. He's, so he did it for an eight-year-old. He's doing it for a mama. He's done it for these teenagers all day, all last night. This doesn't end. This type of real revival renewal does not end because it's relational. It's relational. It's relational. We're not gonna make this thing educational. We're not gonna make this thing a brand. We're not gonna make this thing, how do we figure this out? The greatest thing we can do is not try to figure out, just stay hungry for him. I wanna burn for you like a bright and shining lamp. Let my life be your flame. Hotter and higher, longer and Let me burn while I wait. Let me burn for I'll wait for more of you. Let me just continue to burn and burn away every distraction that is not of you. Let my life remain passionate about you. Abba desires for you to be whole. Abba desires for you to understand what it means to properly belong. Abba desires for you to feel complete. Abba designs for you to be joined.
So the word wholeness means to properly belong, feel complete and whole, and know that you are fully connected. Fully connected to who? To him, to his bride, to his body. In that place, there is no depth of being alone. There is no depth of where do I fit in. There is no depth of how can I screw this up. There is no depth of shaky ground. When you let wholeness come into you, be in you, around you, through you, above you, be on every side of you, and be immersed Think about what it means to be baptized, what it means to be immersed inside a beloved identity. Think about what it means to be immersed with something that you cannot think about anything else but the love of God. You wake up, it's the love of God. You eat lunch, it's the love of God. You go to work, it's the love of God. You go to the ball field, it's the love of God. Everywhere we go, God wants us to be about Him. He wants to be a part of your life. So the old school would say, hey, give your life to Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Give your life. Let that hit. Is he in every area of your life? Is he in your radio? Is he in your TV? Is he in your car? Is he in your finances? Is he in your marriage? And is he in how you raise your children? Is he in every faucet of how you live your life? He is calling and desiring for wholeness and he always has. He always has. Put up Psalms 103 for me. Watch this. This is what he's calling us to with my whole heart. What else has a piece of your heart? Is your heart hurt or is your heart whole? What's your emotions telling you? What's going on in your heart? What's going on in your heart? I'm asking a serious question. What's going on in your heart? Because you were born for revival and nothing else. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic. I don't care what you are. He is not a religion. He's God. We've created religions to try to suit him. And he said, I want all of you. I don't care how you, what you call yourself. I don't care what you call yourself. I want all of you. I don't care what you call yourself. I want every piece of you. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care where you work. I don't care where you go. I want every piece of you. I want your heart. And I don't want just a piece of your heart. I want the whole thing. Because when he gave his heart, he didn't give it in pieces. He gave it the whole. Listen, the son was the heart. The son is the heart of a father. The son is the heart. And he gave his whole heart for us so that we could regain the whole heart of him. By receiving the whole heart of the son, we get the whole heart of the father and he doesn't give himself in pieces. The only way we find ourselves in a peaceable God of getting just a little bit of who he is is when we make it about us like Eve did. That was the greatest distraction of the serpent that he made Eve think all about herself. Because when he made her think all about herself, he made her think about her heart. She was thinking about her heart. Am I loved? Am I what God says that I am? Am I this? Am I that? Eve got confused with her beloved identity of who she walked with every day. And God wants to restore the walk that you had when you ran to an altar and tears ran down your face and you said, oh my God, I've never experienced a love like this. I want to live in this every day. But something came after your heart and took pieces. He wants his heart back, and that's you. If the heart of the father is a son, 
He already has Yeshua. He wants you. He wants your worry. He wants your anxiety. He wants your fear. He wants your doubt. He wants your dreams. He wants everything. He wants your marriage. He wants your children. He wants your family. He wants your city. Jesus Christ died on a cross for all. Jesus Christ made a way out of no way. When the Jews said that we could not worship God, he said, I'll make a way by sending my heart, which is my son. Because every father's heart is a son. It's a daughter. There's nobody. There's somebody hear me. He's coming after wholeness. He's coming after wholeness and he won't stop. He'll remove everything in your path that you try to build with your own hands because he wants you. He doesn't want what you build. He doesn't want what you can do. He wants you. He doesn't want your ministry. He doesn't want your business. He wants you. And when he gets you, he gets your business. And when he gets all of you, he gets every bit of who and what you think you are. He wants all of you. And he won't settle. He'll rip, remove, and tear down because he would look at the religious and he goes, I'll rip your temple down and bring it back up in three days. What you think you have, I want it all. With my whole heart, David said, with my whole life, with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. No distraction in worship. Look at me. No distractions. No distractions. No distractions. When you worship God, he wants all of you. He wants all of your attention. He wants all of your affection. Could you imagine on your married day, marrying your bride or marrying your groom, and then on that wedding day, when you have your first dance, your focus is on everything else? He's calling you to the dance. Quit looking at everything else. Quit worrying about the song. Quit worrying about who in your family's happy and who's not. Quit being obligated on silly. You just got married. On the day you got saved, you said yes to the, to the groom. I'm not dancing with anybody else but him. I'm not dancing with anybody else. I'm not dancing with poverty. I'm not dancing with fear. I'm not dancing with doubt. I'm not dancing with anxiety. I'm not dancing with insecurity. I'm definitely not dancing with anxiety and I'm definitely not dancing with addiction and I'm definitely not dancing with alcoholism. I'm definitely not dancing with anything that would make me think anything than less of myself because he never sees me that way. I'm not dancing with anything that would make me think I'm less than. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? Come on, somebody talk. So I'm telling you, I've been, when I went to Virginia, I started preaching about 
things that I've seen in the Lord. I started talking about the hills of Virginia and West Virginia. I started talking about my childhood. I started talking about my journey with the Lord. Some of you need to start having conversations with God and people around you about the journey. Some of you need to start talking about again, about he set you free from addiction. You need to start talking about how you used to be a renter and now you're a homeowner. You used to be broke and now you have more than you've ever had in your life. Some of you need to see rehashing the journey and quit crying and boohooing about what you don't have and start thanking God for what you have because what you have is a witness to what God wants to do more in your life of. If he has took you somewhere, he's gonna take you somewhere else. God wants to see you go from glory to glory to glory. But if you get distracted on what you don't have because you won't thank God for what you do have, you'll be stuck in complacency of comparing yourself to other people. And comparison is the thief of authenticity. Comparison is the thief of authenticity. You'll be worried about what you don't have rather than thanking God for what you do have. And how do I come back and give thanks? I lift my hands and I cry holy. I lift my voice and declare that he is good because I once was lost and now I'm found. I once was broke and now I'm prosperous. I once was sick and now I'm healed. He changed the narrative. How can I be silent? Because I forgot. I let myself forget because I couldn't give thanks for what's in front of me. Don't ever let thanksgiving. That's why what we're in tonight, for those of us that were in it, rather than thus that were in our minds, some of you were in your minds in here. Like, when's this gonna end? This is kind of nonsense. This isn't nonsense. This is, no, look at my journey over 44 years. Ain't nothing. I didn't give him enough. I tell Armin to go back up and strike the band and run around the stage a little bit more. I can't give him enough. I can't give him enough. If I could even try to measure my thanksgiving, I do not realize who he is and I need to see his face. If I cannot, listen, if I start trying to measure on how long worship should go and how loud it should be and what it should look like and if we have a song and don't have a song, if I have an opinion of thanksgiving, I did not see the eyes of fire that desperately loves me and the hands that hung on Calvary for me. I have not seen him or if I seen him, I gazed away from my lover. I looked another direction. How have you been doing this so long? Because I won't stop looking at him. How, how, how do you every week come in here? How, 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 how? I won't stop looking at him. I won't stop looking at him. I won't, I'm not, I'm not mesmerized by the culture. I have no desire to be popular in the world. I have no desire to live like the Joneses. I have no desire to fit in. I have only thing I have a desire for is to burn. Only thing I desire I burn. Love him. Love him. Love him more today. Love him more tomorrow. How can I? How can I? How can I? Thanks. Thank you. Thanksgiving leads to wholeness. Thanks. Listen to me. Thanksgiving leads to wholeness. Thanksgiving leads to wholeness. How can a man encounter Jesus? and hide his light. How? Be quiet. Sound and light are the same things. I don't see any church walking around with baskets on their head. But you know what I see happening? Believers that once had a radical praise, had a radical thanksgiving, got distracted from their lover, and now they hide their light. And if you want your fire back, open your mouth. Open your mouth and say, thank you. Open your mouth and say, I love you. 
Open, just open your mouth. Open your mouth when the enemy's going, you ain't got to do all that. Shut up, devil. 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 I'm going to do what you'll never do again. I'm going to do what you'll never do again. And that's praise my God. You will never praise him again. And he wants you to think you'll never praise him again because he wants you to be like him. And I promise you, falling away from God does not start, doesn't start with you sinning, smoking, drinking, cussing, gossiping. Blah, blah. No, it doesn't start with that. It starts with you shutting up in a church service. It starts when you once had a jump and you once had a shout and you once had victory, you yielded your victory. You yielded your medals to manipulation. You yielded your victory vindication to what Jesus never called him the devil. Jesus only called him the father of lies. Matter of fact, the only person he called the devil was Peter who was deceived. That's who he called. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, devil. He said that to Peter, who was doing what? Wrestling with himself. So when I tell you to tell the devil to shut up, I'm not telling you to tell Lucifer the fallen angel to shut up. I'm telling you to tell yourself to shut up. I'm telling you to look at yourself and say, shut your mouth. I'm telling my soul, shut up. Because my soul pants for him as a deer longs for water. I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to fall in the trap of manipulation that he's not worthy and he's not honorable and he's not great. He's worthy to be placed. I said he's worthy to be praised. I said he's worthy to be praised. I said he's, some of you won't even agree with that. Sit there silent like a bump on a log. Like my daddy said, like a Missouri mule eating briars. Why? Because you won't open your mouth. You sit in silence. The whole church sits in silence. Why heaven won't stop. Heaven won't stop. 24-7, 365. He's holy. He's worthy. He's magnificent. He's amazing. They won't stop. Why? Because their focus is him and not other things. I'm here to convict. I'm here to convict. I'm here to convict. We're not going to sit stagnant. I'm me. I'm me. I'm me. I'm a burning man. I'm me. I'm me. I'm the all in guy. I'm the all in guy. Why? Because I'm not looking for uniformity. Uniformity does nothing but birth clones. I'm looking for the unity that if there was something in our way and we all grabbed the hold of it, we can move it. I'm not trying to get us to look the same. I'm trying us to get in synergy. So religion will come in and say, he's, he's trying to, no, I'm not bringing uniformity. I'm crying out for unity. What do I want us to be unified? See him. See him. See him. It ain't about you just lifting your voice. If you'd actually start staring at him instead of stuff. If you'd start staring at him, then stuff. Nobody'd have to ask you to praise. 
Nobody would have to ask you to lift your voice. He would say, he is so amazing. He is so fascinating. He is so wonderful. He is my God and I can't keep silent of him. He is my God and he's worthy to be praised. And that thanksgiving comes from wholeness. Yahweh, you are my soul celebration. He's my soul celebration. So I'm asking you. I'm just letting that sit for a second. Before I start telling you what I'm thinking, I'm just letting that sit for a second. Do you get more excited over worldly things or heavenly things? Do you get more excited over money in your bank account or his blood? One's got a higher price than your green dollar. Do you get more? You need to answer this truthfully. Does your heart beat out of your chest over money or over his blood? Because his blood speaks more than your money. His blood does more than your money. His blood does more than your money. His blood does more than your money. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. What gets you ecstatic? What gets you ecstatic? Is it the fact that you get on social media and people are liking and trending with you or you get in the secret place and hear his voice? What makes you more excited in the morning when you wake up? You have to answer this question. You have to answer this question. What makes you, you know you. What is making you excited and passionate? Is it him? If the number one answer is not him, then you need to get him first. We need to get him first. Because why? We're looking for wholeness. We're looking for wholeness. And you're going to have to be okay to bring things back and get recalibrated. You're going to have to be okay. I can function with my shoulder out of socket. I preached this for years. You guys know where I'm going with this. I've seen men dislocate their shoulders still be able to function, grab something and say, hold on a second, and then pop that thing back in. It hurts like hell to get popped back in. But what would hurt even worse is if you continued life with that thing out of alignment. You can drive a car out of alignment for an extended period of time, but eventually it's going to wear your tires down to the point that you're going to blow a tire and then you're going to have to survive to keep your family on the road or not. You can drive out of alignment all you want. You can get you 40,000 miles, which is a very long time out of alignment, but there'll come that one moment while you're out of alignment, boom, boom, boom. Where are you, God? I tried to get you to go to the garage and get the car in alignment a long time ago with somebody who knew what they were talking about. Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. You don't amen me. I'll preach you harder. We're going to get back to an agreeing with what's being said in the house. We're going to get back to agreeing with what's being said in the house. Because this is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. We are coming into a degree of wholeness that will bring us into a place of exchange. The nice thing is once we get into wholeness, we can get out of this. We're out, we're out, we're out, we're out. We're out. How do we get into the place of wholeness? By creating rules of what we listen to, watch all that kind of stuff, Chloe. It helps. 
it helps, it helps, it helps. What you listen to your kid, your kids got bad attitudes. What they listen to, what they watch, it helps. It helps. It, around our house, if the kids start getting selfish, I don't yell more. I don't yell more. We start getting selfish. Where's he at? Where's my dude? Buggy, what do I do when we start getting selfish? What are we grounded from? Switch. Not switch off a tree. <laughs> Nintendo. Look at me. Nintendo. Because what electronics do is it puts immature people, which could be 12 or 40, which could be 12 or 40, electronics will put immature people in a place of fantasy where it's all about them and nobody else in the room. So if you got a lot of tension in your house and you can see the selfishness, what I would probably do is shut the electronics down for a while, whether you're 12 or 40. Marriage is tense and people are acting. I would probably tell both of you to get off social media and get off your phones for a little bit and look at each other. But that's still not what's going to fix the the brokenness in your life. That's still not going to bring you to wholeness. The only thing that's going to bring you to wholeness is giving thanks to God Almighty because he was there all the time waiting patiently in love and kindness and mercy going, okay, I know you're messing this up, but guess what? At one moment, instead of looking at the mess, you're going to look at me and I'm going to fix the whole thing. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to carry you. I'm going to show you how to get out of this because my son won't eat in a pig pit forever I've got a ring and a robe he was royal a king the whole time told you it'd get better told you it'd get better I just had to rattle your little social media cage your little iPhones had to because when you do that what do you what do you some of you get mad at me good Paul said that this gospel is supposed to be offensive Ain't supposed to just be a rainbow with a cupcake. If this word's just a rainbow with a cupcake, I don't believe anybody should go to hell. But I think when we make this gospel a rainbow and a cupcake, people will start choosing it. And not on my watch. I know we don't preach about hell much here because I'm not trying to save you from hell, eternal damnation. I'm trying to sell you from hell in your home. I'm trying to save you from hell at your job. I'm trying to save you from hell in your marriage. I'm trying to save you. Somebody hear me? Somebody hear me? Because most everybody in this room ain't going to see no lake of fire. But aren't you sick of the flames that you're feeling in your house? Aren't you sick of the flames you're feeling in your bank account? Aren't you sick of the flames that you're feeling with your kids? Aren't you sick of the flames? So here's what we do. We could sit and ground our kids from electronic devices. We can change their music. We can change that or we can change their focus. And I can't change my kids' focus till I change my focus. And I've got to realize that I have the same love that God had for Jesus. He has for Jimmy Lovejoy. And if I got to lay in this room seven days a week, 24 hours a day to find out I'm loved so I'm not fighting, bickering, have a broke bank account, have a broke identity, have a broke life, I'm going to lay in the presence of God till he touches me like he touched Isaiah with the coals of the altar of heaven and makes me say, see, and hear that I'm loved by God. I'm going to sit still till I know that I'm loved. I'm going to sit still. I can try to discipline myself out of everything. But the one thing 
that I need to desire is to seek after him. Because when I didn't even know he was looking for me, he came running. He came running. When I didn't even know how much he loved me, all I knew I was a screw up, would leave the bars, would leave a, a corrupt lifestyle and cry out to God, where are you? Where are you? He started moving the chess pieces. He started moving the chess pieces. He started breaking up some relationships. He started closing some doors. He started changing some avenues. All to do what? To get me in the crosshairs of his love. And if you've got some things going on right now that are being shaken, it's a true announcement that it's not going to be launched to a higher altitude with you. Because what falls off in the shaking of a rocket ship cannot go into the upper atmosphere. So whatever relationship, whatever kind of thing you're loving, whatever kind you're wanting to hang on to, whatever you're trying to hang on to, if it's getting shook right now, just go ahead and let it go because it can't go to the higher altitude with you. It can't go where you're going. It can't go where you're going. So you're going to have to get along with him to find out what you need to hang on to and what you don't need to hang on to. You're going to have to find out what you need to hang on to and what you don't need to hang on to. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of the kindness that you've done for me? Go to verse three. You kissed my heart. Can anybody? I'm telling you, man, don't live this walk with God with dry eyes. I played one song in here today at about three o'clock. Nothing but the blood by Bryn Waddell and I stood in that sound booth and wept. Wept, wept uncontrollably. Do not ever forget that you were kissed by forgiveness. You were kissed when you did not know how to get out of sin, when you did not know how to get on the right path, when you didn't know how to spend your money right, talk to people right, love right, look right, talk right, when you did not have a clue how to live your life in the peace and joy and righteousness of the Holy Ghost, He kissed you with forgiveness. He kissed you with love. When you didn't think you were worthy, How do we stop loving him? Because somewhere after the kiss of forgiveness, you let the accuser of the brethren come in and start lying on your identity. Watch what voices you let in your ear. You could go to church here and hear me speak on Sundays. But don't fall into the deception that I'm your Ishmael. When you could pull your phone out right now and see how many times you called me this week. This is a message. Come on, you gotta get your big boy pants on. This is a message for this room. This is a message for that live stream. This is a message for the atmosphere of this region. Don't make me your Ishmael. Don't make me your Ishmael when I was called to be a spiritual father to you. Because if you'll get on a, a relational side with me, I'll never mock. 
your inheritance. I'll never mock your dreams. I'll never mock your inheritance. I'll never mock your, come on. I'll tell you to get up and go again. I'll tell you to get up and go again. I'll tell you to get up and go again. I'll tell you to get up and go again. Come on, if there's one thing in me, I'm passionate and it intimidates people and it makes people run from me. But if you get close enough to me, whatever you're dreaming for, whatever you're believing for, I'll say, keep going. Keep going for that baby. Keep going for that daycare. Keep going for your dreams. Keep going for that marriage. Keep going for that business. Keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. The snake was a manipulator. In Genesis, he was a snake. In Revelations, he becomes a dragon. Why? Because he gets fed. What does he get fed with? False identity. The deception and manipulation of us thinking that who we are to Abba Father has been his biggest game. It was the only game he had in heaven when one-third of the angels got manipulated to think, hey, God don't love you. Let's get out of here. There's a difference of being sent and just go. Just go probably has the same DNA as the snake that gets fed in the book of Revelations dealing with what? The great Babylon. Who's the great Babylon? A bunch of deceived people that don't know who they are. This all has to do with identity. This, and how do we get beloved identity back? I love you. I love you. My mom and dad tell the story of when they split up for a year. And my mom looked at Pastor Fran Matthews and said, I don't know if I'll ever be able to love Roger again. Some of you hear me. I watched my daddy fast for 40 days, drink nothing but water. Some of y'all listen to me. I watched that man fast and drink nothing but water for his marriage. Some of you ain't got desperate enough. I'm not calling anybody to a 40-day fast. I'm telling you, my dad heard the word of the Lord to do that. Fran Matthew said, you're going to have to pray that God begin to deal with your heart. But it wasn't the heart that God began to deal with until. See, your mind, my mom's mind kept telling her because of the wounds. I can't, some of y'all need to hear me. I can't love him. I can't love him. When she changed her language to I can love him, something sprouted in her heart. You better get I can out of your mouth. You better get I can out of your mouth, Northgate. You better get I can out of your mouth. You better get Streetsboro, you better get I can't out of your mouth. Northeast Ohio, you better get I can't. Come on, we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not. We're first and not last. Get I can't out of your mouth. Why? Because if we get it out of our language, come on, listen, some of y'all, the way your kids talk is how you talk. So if you'll flip your language, some of us talk because that's the way granddaddy talked. Where do accents come from? So the more we get I can't out of our language and we get this is screwed up and this is messed up and this is negative and this is wrong and this ain't ever gonna work and I don't know if we should be married and I don't know if I should have this and I don't know if I should have that. We've gotta get that negativity out of our mouths. What happens when we get rid of it adults? 
And we raise up a whole generation that has an I don't can't in them. What happens? What happens? The world gets turned upside down. Because I think more than anything, did Jesus come in and come to deal with the hearts of the 12 disciples? He did, but he changed their language. Every time they would say something, he'd be like, ah, easy. Transfiguration. Is it time for you to set up your kingdom is what they said. They spoke, is it time? He said, it ain't time. Quit saying that. Quit saying that. Quit saying that. Quit talking like that. Quit saying that. What happens if you start telling yourself you're a champion and you start telling yourself you're beloved son and you start telling yourself you're the lender, not the borrower, and you start telling yourself, oh, self-affirmation will change the world. Who are you? Who are you? Because if we don't deal with the who are you, we'll put goat skin on our arms pretending to be somebody else thinking that's the only way the Father will bless us. Put goat skin on our arms. I've been there. Listen, I've been there. I have been there. I'm coming out of that. I'm coming, I'm coming out of that. Which means you're coming out of that. Verse four, you rescued me, watch, from hell and saved my life. You crowned me with love and with mercy. You rescued me from hell. I want somebody to be honest in this room. Is your life right now really worse than the day he first came looking for you? Somebody, somebody come in agreement with this. You're going to tear up the father of lies right now. He's manipulated you so much in your marriage, in your raising kids, in more money you've ever had. You own your own house. You're not sick. You've been healed. You've been delivered. You've been set free. You're not addicted anymore. Your whole world has changed. And somehow you think you're still living in hell. Somehow you still think it's worse off. Somehow you still think it's worse than it's ever been. Somehow you still think it's worse than it's ever been. Quit looking at what's going on in your world. Has he ever let anybody in this place drown? Never. 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 Never has he let anybody drown. Go to verse 5. You satisfy. Are you going to allow this to happen tonight? Jesus, you satisfy my every desire with your good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Watch this. This is where it's got to stick. You are a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. Verse 7. You unveiled to Moses your, what? 
if I start giving thanks, I'll start realizing the plans you actually have for my life. You'll unveil the plans for my life. How do we get to the plans of my life being unveiled? You go back to verse one. How many know what Abba's plans are for you? Jeremiah said it like this. I know the thoughts that I have towards you are not evil, but they're thoughts of peace and of hope so that you may have a future. So anything that is not a peaceful thought is not a thought from God. So how do I get to God's plans for me? With my whole heart, with my whole life, with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How how, how could I ever forget? How could I ever forget? I'll forget if I stop praising. I'll forget if I stop saying. If I shut my mouth, I'll forget. How could I ever forget the miracle of kindness that you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I've done. You've healed me on the inside and out from every single sickness and disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You supercharged my life so that I soared again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled to Moses your plans and showed Israel's sons what they could do. You ready to find out what you can do? (laughs) Are you ready to find out what you can do? Then this is what's going to happen. You're not going to be silent when we gather corporately. You're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to get undignified. You're going to praise God like you've never praised him before. Why? Because his plans are full of hope in your future. His plans are full of hope in your future. His plans are full of hope. You want to know how we birth Ishmael's? Stop looking at what you don't have. and I'm, How do you birth an Ishmael when you should have been staring at Sarah? Somebody hear me, man. How do you birth an Ishmael? How do you birth things under your own will and your own power that'll mock your promise when you stop looking at the one that God gave you and you stare at her on Monday and you stare at her on Tuesday and you stare at her a month from now and three months from now? Listen, just keep being intimate with Sarah. So you know what the answer to the future of this city You, Abrahams, be intimate with God tomorrow, but I don't have my fulfillment. It's okay. It's okay. It's coming. It's coming in your gratitude. It's coming in your gratitude. 
It's coming in the way you change the way you think. Let me give you one piece of the 10 lepers. You guys ready? In the 10 lepers, Jesus tells them if they go present themselves before the priest, go in Luke 17, go present yourself before the priest. Did he say they would be healed? He doesn't. He doesn't. They asked. Watch this. There was nine Jews and one Samaritan. Listen to me. Nine Jews, one Samaritan. Can you guys, I want them to see this so that you don't think I'm lying to you. Go with me to verse, Luke 17, verse 13. Watch, watch. Nine Jews, one Samaritan. Nine Jews, one Samaritan. Say Samaritan. Samaritan. Does everybody know that Samaritans and Jews weren't supposed to hang out? It was against the law of the time. It was their racism. But you know why they hung out? Because they had the same pain. You're trying to figure out why God's plans ain't falling into place because you're hanging out with people because of their pain and what they don't have rather than what they do have. And you don't even see, listen, you don't even see it. You don't even see it. How do I know if you're hanging out with somebody of a higher altitude? Because you look at them and they challenge you. They don't let you wallow in the mud and they don't let you believe anything than the best. Stop hanging with people that let you settle. Stop letting somebody's voice just say, yeah, just take a detour. Yeah, just take a detour. Yeah, just take a detour. All 10 of them hung out looking for an easy path because in their pain, they weren't allowed to be around anybody because they had leprosy. And so the only reason the Samaritan could hang out with the Jews is because he had the same struggle that they had. Watch. And this is what they wanted. Got verse 13 of 40. They shouted, which means all 10 of them. Mighty Lord, your wonderful master, won't you have mercy on us and give me what I want? I got to make it I got to make it hit for y'all. Give me what I want, God. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. I ain't been hanging out with people that go to prayer meeting. I ain't been hanging out with people that have been going after God. Give me what I want. I'm hanging out with people that are in pain. Give me what I want. Give it to me. Watch, 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 watch. They shouted, heal us. When Jesus, verse 14, when Jesus stopped and looked at them, he spoke these words, go be examined by a Jewish priest. Samaritans don't have priests. Samaritans don't have priests. Jesus never told them he was gonna give them what they wanted because Jesus didn't wanna give them just a little. He wanted to give it to them all. Jesus' actually whole plan, so for to hear me, Jesus' whole plan the whole time was that they would be made whole. They wanted just a little dab. He wanted to change who they were. They wanted their situation to change. He wanted to change their chess piece. They wanted their situation changed. He wanted to change their whole life. They wanted their situation changed. He wanted to change every narrative of the story. That's the way God works. You're wanting God to fix a situation and God's wanting to change your whole story, how you grew up, your whole backdrop. He don't give a flip. That's why there was a part where the one boy was Samaritan 
And he don't have a priest, but was told to go see a priest. That boy was smarter than we realized. Because the next part says, they set off in their obedience to an encounter with God. Brought healing in their journey. But God just didn't want to heal them of the situation. Nowhere in any translation does it say they actually got to a priest. No, I looked, I dug, I called theologians. I mean, because I don't want to say something wrong to you. They were okay with watch. They were okay with coming into the presence and feeling like their need got met. Some people just come to church just enough to get their need met and God was trying to change your whole story. God was trying to change your whole story. Quit hanging out with people that a little bit of Jesus is enough. Quit hanging out with people that Sundays is enough. Quit hanging out with people because there was one old boy that on the journey, we're healed. I've got a pretty good idea. I don't have a priest, but I got one now. That man told me to go speak to a priest. Hey, boys, I think we were just in the presence of a priest. I think we were just, I, I don't know priests like you. And listen, to them, Jesus wasn't a priest. To them, Jesus wasn't God. To them, Jesus was just a prophet. And they, if they would have thought he was the high priest and the son of the living God, they would have turned around and done what the Samaritan did. But I'm telling you, do not hang around with people who cannot see who Jesus is. I ain't got no priest. That was one. That don't look like the ones we were taught about. Here's what you got to know about leprosy. One of them, a foreigner, one of them that don't know what he's doing. Man, come on, somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Quit thinking this thing needs to get structured. Quit. Don't. If that's in your, stop. Stop thinking that what's happening in this room has got to get structured and got to get smoke and got to get lights. That's not what I'm called to do. I don't knock anybody that does it. That's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to host presence. I'm called to be the foreigner that don't do it like everybody else. I'm called to be a foreigner. I'm called to not do it like I can't tell you what a priest looks like. All I can tell you is that man said something to me and I said yes in radical obedience and I've got to go present myself to that man. I've got, that's my priest. That's my God. That's my king. That man spoke a word and it changed my life. So I've got to be committed to that man the rest of my life. That man spoke to me and it changed me. A foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered he was completely healed, he turned back to find Jesus shouting. We have, what did he We have to stop saying I'm gonna be silent. Because watch, his situation stopped. His leprosy stopped. Do you know what you need to know about leprosy? Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me. Because some of you are satisfied with just the effects. 
effects of choices stopping. You're okay with it. The heat's off. The heat's off. The heat's off. The pressure's off. It'll come back. It'll come back. What you don't deal with in this season, you'll have to deal with in the next. Something me and BB's been talking about a lot lately, privately. What you don't deal with in this season, you'll deal with in the next. And you want to know how you deal with things in this season? When God touches your life, give thanks. Give thanks. The man comes running back. When he found Jesus, he fell at his feet and he thanked him over and over and over and over again. You, what did he say? He didn't find a priest. He said, you're the Messiah. You're the son of God. I'm done looking at people be okay with their circumstances stopping. Because when it comes to leprosy, they had boils all over their skin. They lose their eyes, their hair, limbs. Some of you are okay with situations stopping, but you know what needs to happen? Restoration needs to come to you. Something of sickness that has plagued you owes you money. My hair ain't falling out. And my fingers ain't falling out. And my eyes ain't falling out. And my skin ain't messed up. But there was years that I drank alcohol. I need that money restored. There's years I did drugs. I need that money restored. There's years that I wasted money and didn't pay bills and didn't support my family. I need that restored. I need that restored. Listen, there's some things in my health where cancer tried to take me out and other things. We need that restored, don't we, Dad? We need your kidneys restored. We need mom's bones restored. We need your eyesight restored. We need your hearing restored. We need your finances restored. We need your marriage restored. You mean I don't have to come to the altar and grovel? He didn't say that he fell at Jesus' feet and go, I'm so sorry, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm never gonna do it again. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, God. It's not what he did. God met his one need and then gave everything back to him because he did not carry self-pity. He carried gratitude. You want to know the answer for self-pity? Open your voice. Praise. Thank God. Thank God. If he's met any need in your life, he's going to restore everything too. If he's met any need in your life, he's going to restore it too. But you know where he'll restore it? Your gratitude. Your gratitude. That's why my money's his money. My music's his music. My dance is his dance. My family is his. My church is his. My kids are his. Come on. My relationships are his. It's all his. It's all his. Go back to that first verse over there in, uh, where are we starting? Psalms. Yep. Armin, come on up to the keyboard. My God, it's earlier than I thought it was. Worship went long too. It was a solid hour. (sighs) 
with my whole heart. Look at me, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and my innermost being, I bow and wonder. Some of you need to start here. Thank you. I was addicted. I was bound. I was misidentified. I was rejected. I was lied on. I was persecuted. Anxiety, depression, addiction, it all plagued me. And you came looking for me. And so because you came looking with me, those eyes of love, with my whole heart, with my whole life, with my innermost being, I bow. Isn't it funny? David says, I bow, and the leper bowed. Do I think this means that you come and get on your knees? And that's not what I think that means. I think it means you come yielding, you come vulnerable, you come humble. Go to verse 2. I celebrate this. Listen to me. I celebrate this. I celebrate this. I celebrate this. But this ain't who you are. That ain't who you are. I celebrate it. This is who you are. Every one of us are called to wave a banner before the Lord. Every one of us. Every one of us. I don't care who lied to you, told you not to praise him. The way I saw Leah dance tonight. You know, she said to all y'all, you can jump up and down all you want like Tigger. That's awesome. That's awesome. But what she let go in a river today, she said jumping up and down ain't gonna cut it. I watched her come to the back and twirl and jump this am I knocking people jumping up and down heck no I jump up and down but I'm telling you right now when I feel the fire hit my belly I run listen to me a lot of you probably think the way pastor comes in here he must feel it all the time you know what the truth of that is Tony? I don't I don't need to feel it it's a Pentecostal charismatic thing When David danced his clothes off before the king, he didn't feel it. It wasn't because he felt it. He danced because he knew his victory was in the Ark of the Covenant, which was in the presence of God. My victory is in his presence. Here's what I'm going to tell you. That Ark was once kept in a tabernacle where only a priest could go one time a year. Isn't it crazy that that same tabernacle, that if anybody went into Moses' tabernacle, they would die in the presence of God. But yet, when David brought that back, that was a representation that beloved worship can get as close to that ark as it wants to. We didn't have access to the presence when the veil got torn. We had access to the presence when we yield our heart. I've been taught for years. We now have access to the presence. No, when your heart is pure and your motives are gone 
and you just say thank you. That what you've given me today, you're going to give me tomorrow. And what you give me tomorrow, you're going to give me a month from now. And if you take care of me then, then no matter what comes my way, God, you're going to be there. There's nothing that can take me out. I'm a king. I'm chosen. I'm a royal priesthood. There's nothing that can take me out as long as I do what? Honor God. Who would take their light and hide it? No man that's ever encountered Jesus could keep quiet. He even told some of them. He even told them what happened to you today and what you've seen here. Don't you tell anybody about it. And I think he would chuckle after he would say it. They ain't going to keep their mouth shut. It's the only disobedience in the Bible that's allowed. And that's never stop praising God. Never stop. Never. Never. Once again, if you felt passion about things that stand between you and God, you better believe it. Because there's more to you. And when you fully surrender in his presence, you become wild and free. The glory of God is not a cloud in a room. The glory of God is men and women fully alive and whole. Wholeness means you're complete. Wholeness means you belong. Wholeness means you know who you are. I don't know about you. But I'm telling you, January 29th, I went through the dark night of the soul. You know what happened to me? I quit trying to do everything. Quit trying to fix it. I can't control it. I'm just a foreigner. I'm just a foreigner. I'm just a foreigner in this land. I'm just a foreigner in this land. I'm just a foreigner. And the one who has supplied my needs according to his riches and glory, I'm going to keep returning to him and give thanks. Because he's just not going to meet my need. He's going to give me everything that I deserve and more. Some of you, you want him to meet your need. He's going, all ye who are weary and carrying burdens, come to me and I'll give you confident rest. Does that mean you got to come and grovel? Nope, I need you to come with your need and tell him thank you that he's answering. Go turn the lights off, people. These kids, they don't understand some of the stuff I'm preaching, but you adults do. When I say they don't understand it, they're not bogged down with heaviness. You guys are living, man, I'm watching Chloe over here in prayer two hours before church, just weep and weep and weep. I'm not saying you ain't got needs. I know one of your needs. You want your brother Colton in this house. He's not just going to put Colton in this house. He's going to flip the whole narrative. You don't flip the whole narrative. I know you want to have a baby, but he just doesn't want to give you a baby. 
He wants to flip the whole narrative. I know you have needs. I know you have needs in your family, Bridget. But God wants to flip the whole narrative on Lisa and her daughters and your grandchildren. He wants to flip the whole story so when it's all said and done, we can look back and testify of the goodness of God that He didn't have one evil thought towards us. That His thoughts were of peace. They were of hope. They were of a future. What if I told you there is no bad story in here? What if I told you there is no bad story in here? What if I told you, Jason Indiana, that everything with your children is going to work out and they're all going to serve the Lord and burn for God, but also a city will be given to you. And it does not matter what comes your way. And it does not matter what anybody thinks about you. God loves you. He's going to flip the narrative. He's going to flip the narrative. He's flipping the narrative on you, Travis and Sam. He's flipping the narrative. You know how I know? Watching you just weep and worship. Let's stand to our feet. If you're watching by the way of live stream, just build an altar where you are and let love come in. That Samaritan boy looked in the eyes of love and said, I got to go back. I got to go back. That was my priest. I don't know what your priest looks like, but that man that spoke healing over us, he's mine. I saw something different in his eyes. I, I feel heavy on this. If you have needs, I don't care if they're big or if they're small. You have needs. Adamantly, I was going to say this to you today, but I'm telling you, there's an Enoch coming to you. You have an Elias, but you're getting ready to birth an Enoch. Because in this season right here, in this new day, Adam and Leah, you as husband and wife will walk with God as a friend. Because your mind has been freed. So you'll hear the voice of beloved like never before. And Adam, it started with you in here on Thursday night. Millionaire. Millionaire. Chosen. Hand selected for this. I, some of y'all weren't here Thursday night. I told him the same. I was telling Mike Manichi. Remember when Mike got that inheritance? I kept telling all of you, just watch what's about to happen in Mike's life. Watch what's about to be given to Adam because of honor and obedience. Because you remained to put your roots in. And you didn't leave and run to Mobile or run back to South Carolina or even run to Arkansas. That was a conversation too. You as a son said, I'm going to stay here. And now what a foreigner has built will be given to you. Same way it was given to Mike. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, some of you need to get rid of your plan B. 
Some of you need to get rid of your plan B and Isaiah 62 needs to hit you. This is a house of prayer. For Zion's sake, for our sake, don't stop praying. Keep intercessing. For Jerusalem's sake, for Streetsboro, Northeastern Ohio, do not be quiet. For victory's vindication is coming to you. And you will be called Hephzibah and your land will be called Beulah and your builder's sons will marry the land. I'm gonna get in prayer and I'm gonna get in honor and I'm gonna stare in the eyes of love till he flips the narrative and gives you back everything that was taken from you. Those lepers could have got everything. He didn't wanna heal them. He wanted to change the script. How many of you have needs? I want you to come. I want you to come. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come straight. Don't get on your knees. Don't get on your knees. Come stand before a holy king. Get shoulder to shoulder. Come on up. Get shoulder to shoulder. Get shoulder to shoulder. Get shoulder to shoulder. Come on, keep coming. Keep coming. Mama, I need you up here. Grab the mic too. Oh my. Oh my. You needed a son, but a son needed a family. This wasn't going to meet Sam's needs and give my mom and dad. He knew Sam was going to have all of this. Whatever you came for tonight, Brian, having need of, he's not just giving you the need. He's changing the whole story. You've been here the whole time. But I'm telling you now, you're about to root in. Your eyes to the prophetic sun are about to be open like never before. I declare you're a watchman on the wall for this house in this region. You always have been, Brian. The one who knows you best is the one that loves you most. You've always hungered for revival and a move of God. You haven't missed a thing, son. I want you to, if you're in the back rows, move in. If you're in the back rows, move in. If you got people beside you, put your arms around them. Put your arms around them and begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Come on, this is where your tears become the river of hope. This is where your tears become the river of hope. God was not going to ask you what you were asking for. He was not going to answer. He was going to give you more. He was going to give you more the whole time. God was not just going to give you what you're asking for. God, give me a wife. God, give me a woman that will love you and serve you. No, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you more. It's going to give you family. It's going to give you children. 
There's a baby's coming. There's a baby's coming. God's just not going to give you your son back. He's going to give you grandchildren and great-grandchildren that are going to serve the Lord all the days of your life. What are you worried about? What are you worried about? Oh, thank Him already. You're going to see your grandchildren worship God. You're going to see your grandchildren praise the name of Jesus. Oh yeah, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? What are you worried about, man of God? What are you worried about? Don't you already see what's happening in your children? This is inheritance, Bill. This is inheritance and legacy. This is legacy. Come here, Chloe. Come here, Chloe. The womb of legacy lays hands on the seed of inheritance. Oh my God. Whoa. Come on, begin to pray for whoever you're touching. Come on, what do you long for? What do you long for? What do you long for? Come lay your hands on his back. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. It's not who you are. You're not old. You're not broken. You're just getting started. Look at what all these other guys that left Teen Challenge are doing. Yeah, but they're not called to do what Justin's called to do. They're not called to do what you're called to do. They're not called to be a millionaire. They're not called to blanket the next generation with whatever they have need of. So I don't declare healing in your back. I declare deliverance from a thorn in your flesh that keeps lying to you on who you are. I do not call healing over you. It's not healing. It's deliverance. It's oppression. For the one who knows me best is the one who loves me the most. It's freedom. Freedom from your thoughts. Freedom from your actions. Freedom from false identity. Oh, how loved you are. Oh, how great you are. Oh, how loved you are. You got to receive it. You got to receive it. Gonna be disappointed. Gonna be rejected. Gonna be let down. You're not a screw up. You're not a failure. You're a son. You're a son. You're not a screw up. You're not a screw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy will not stop interceding for you until this is broken. 
And he tells me all the time, it's identity. It's identity. It's identity. The truth is you're amazing. The truth is you're great. The truth is you're loved. Come on, keep praying forever you're touching. Just because I'm speaking directly over someone, you can be the breakthrough for somebody else. You can be the breakthrough for somebody else. You can be the breakthrough for somebody else. I don't have to lay hands on them. You got them. Ed Heaver, come here. Lay hands on his belly. You're a millionaire. You're a kingdom builder. Love will not stop coming after you, McCoons. Love will not stop coming after you. You will intercede until new day has dawned. We will intercede until the new day is dawned. Ashley, Mike, start walking around laying hands on people. Some of you teenagers start walking around laying hands on adults. Yeah, that's it, Mike. True Lord, this is what you were born for. This is what you were born for, Mike. Hope is being reborn tonight. Hope is being reborn tonight. Hope is being reborn tonight. That's it, Chloe Cutright. That's it, Chloe. Chloe, you pray over the McCoons. Come on, Chloe Cutright. Come on. Hope is being reborn. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I'm so grateful. Come on, yeah. I just want to thank you. Come on, whatever you're asking for, He's going to give it to you and more. Whatever you're asking for, He's going to give it to you and more. Jason, He's going to give you even more. I'm telling you, Ravenna hasn't even seen the fire that God's going to release in you, man of God. I'm telling you, you are holding back. You're a wild man of fire and passion. Deanna, lay hands on your husband's belly. Lay hands on his belly. More fire. More fire. More fire. Come on, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Apostle Paul, wherever the Lord leads you, wherever he leads you. Come lay your hands on Justin, Adam. What God's doing in you, it's come out of nowhere. It's come out of nowhere, Justin. It came out of nowhere. Oh! I feel the Holy Ghost and fire. He wants to give it to you and more. He wants to give it to you and more. 
give it to you and more. He's going to give it to you and more. He's going to give it to you and more. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Gate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.